run in, use the restroom, and uh, we asked, you know, everybody else in the car, uh, my, my brother and sister, Stacy, and they said, no, we're fine, we're going to, uh, to stay here. Uh, my brother was uh, half asleep, uh, again, it was probably 11, uh, 11 o'clock at night. So we go in, use the restroom, jump back in the car, and, and we're back on the road. And uh, we get about 10, 15 minutes down the road, and my dad gets a phone call. And um, it was from a, a, a random number, and I'm surprised he picked up. But, uh, but he picks up the phone, and he says, Kayla? <laughs> Kayla, where are you? <laughs> and uh, so evidently, they had jumped out of the back seat and run into the restroom, and, um, and we took off without them. And there, uh, <laughs> the, the girls jumped out, and we didn't even realize it. We, uh, so, of course, we had to, uh, to circle back around. They ended up using a, a payphone there uh, at, the, uh, at the rest stop. And uh, we circled back around, and, of course, my dad was a little upset. Um, they were even more upset. Um, and, uh, and so when we got back, they said, uh, well, we told my brother, Jason, that we were going inside. Um, and, and we said he was asleep. I don't know why you thought he would know, uh, he, he would know you were going in there. But uh, I share that story with you um, because I think so often that's how we can be in relationship with the Spirit. Because uh, he's riding along with us. He, he's there every step of the way. But so often we forget and leave him behind. In John chapter 7 verse 38 uh, you don't have to turn there. It says, whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. In 1 Corinthians six nineteen, it says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? Whom you have received from God. And, and again, in Matthew 28, verse 20, he says, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And, and so we've got all these verses in the Bible about the Spirit of God being within us, about the Spirit of God dwelling within us. But again, I, I think although we have these verses, uh, we tend to, to take off sometimes and, and do our own thing, forgetting that the, the Spirit is there at all. And so again, the, uh, the title of our lesson this morning is The Spirit Within. And, and simply focusing on our relationship with the Holy Spirit that is inside of us. Because I think there's a, a deeper understanding that we can really come to uh, of the Spirit God has placed within us. And, and, and really that he wants us to, to have an intimate relationship with the Spirit. Uh, again, I'm glad uh, Mark mentioned uh, all of us uh, having more of an intimate setting this morning. Uh, even as I keep looking up and looking out, I'm like, okay, this is a little bit different, but it's nice. It's good uh, for, for us to have that intimacy. So again, we're going to talk about the intimacy we can have with the Spirit this morning as well. You know, back in uh, 2007, uh, Steve Jobs introduced the world to the iPhone, right? And, um, and, and I think it was new to, to all of us, right? Um, nobody, back in 2007, nobody had heard of the iPhone uh, maybe you heard of the iPod, the, uh, the, the iTouch, the, uh, right? But nobody had heard of the iPhone. And, uh, and so it was new to all of us, but 
uh, as weird as it may sound, um, you know, Steve Jobs beforehand, he had a personal relationship with the iPhone. You're right, he knew all about it, right? He knew how it was made, how it worked, uh, he even knew how to sell it, right? And, uh, and, and I say that because when, when he introduced the iPhone, uh, he dropped B, and he simply referred to it as iPhone, right? Just like a, a good friend he had been hanging out with for a long time. He said, hey, I want you to get to know iPhone. And, uh, and I mention that because uh, it, it really stood out uh, that he personalized uh, and, and really gave us a, a good picture uh, of how intimate we would be in the future with our iPhones. Uh, now everybody, uh, you know, you can even give your phone uh, a name, right, where it talks back and forth with you. And, uh, and I think people bought the product because they saw his relationship with iPhone. You know, I think how personal is the Holy Spirit to you, right? How personal is the Holy Spirit to you? I wonder if, if sometimes when we speak about the Holy Spirit, that, that we don't do the opposite, right? Sometimes we, we depersonalize the Spirit uh, and forget that it's right here with us. You know, the Spirit is a person, right, that, that can uh, be known and, and can know us intimately, uh, as frightening as that may be. Uh, but, but it's great to see this, this relationship we can have with the Spirit. You guys with me this morning? You know, let's talk a moment for a moment about the, uh, the, the day of Pentecost, right? Um, because it's amazing to see how the Spirit came on the apostles at Pentecost. And, and I don't think the apostles really fully knew uh, what, what the Holy Spirit was going to look like. Um, you know, sure, they had some, some teaching on it. Uh, I'm sure they believed in the Holy Spirit. Um, but uh, certainly their doctrine or, or their understanding of the Spirit uh, wasn't as full as ours is today. Uh, really, our, our doctrine of the Spirit, we can, we can understand a lot more just because we have so much time, uh, you know, since then and, and really so many scriptures to, to be able to reflect on, on the Holy Spirit. Um, but the difference was, I think, is, is the, Holy, uh, the, the apostles really uh, internalized uh, the Holy Spirit and, and held on to what they did know, everyone around them, right? People saw the Spirit at work in their lives, and, and again, 3,000 people uh, heard the gospel and were added to their number that day, right? And the world has never been the same. You know, I wonder if people see the Holy Spirit in us the way they saw it in the apostles. The, uh, the first point I have this morning is the Spirit within desires divine intimacy. Let's, uh, here in John chapter 14, I want to read for you uh, verse 16. It says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. It says, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. 
And I think, um, you know, Jesus, uh, again, here he's, he's telling his disciples, okay, I'm, I'm going away, right? I, I'm not going to be with you any longer. Um, but he says, it's okay because I'm going to send you a counselor, right? I'm going to send you one who is like me, who, who's going to be with you. And, uh, and, and he says, not only is the spirit going to be with you, but it's going to be inside of you. And uh, I think sometimes we can hear that, um, and, and you're like, okay, Jacob, that's great. I, I've heard it in Kids' Kingdom before, right? Um, you, you know, this is, uh, this is nothing new. Um, but how often do we sit and really think about the Spirit being within us and, and the power that comes from that? Is it not amazing to realize that right now, Inside of me, inside of you, God Almighty has a home, right? The, the, the creator of the universe is, is inside of me right now. So like when I'm speaking, right, it's not just me speaking to you, but it's the spirit as well that, that's working together to bring about a message, you know, I think this is something we've got to stop taking for granted. This is something that, that we've got to stop taking for granted in our lives. You know, it's a concept that we can just breeze past, right? And, and we can so easily overlook. But I, but I ask you, this is something that we, sh- uh, we should so dwell on, right? That, that, that we should contemplate continuously. You know, even though we've been going through this series on the Spirit— um, I know I've realized I haven't really dwelled on the Spirit as much as I should. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure about you. Hopefully you're, you're a little bit different than I am. But, uh, but I've realized, you know, even the, uh, the, the past couple months, I haven't really considered uh, day to day that the Spirit is within me. But I think this is something Jesus knew all too well, Right? Jesus knew he had the Spirit with him, uh, and, and we see it's involved throughout his life. Uh, through, through every aspect of his life, we see Jesus didn't do anything without the Spirit. You know, the Spirit was there when he was conceived. You know, it descended on him at his baptism, right? Uh, it led him into the desert. Uh, it anointed him and, and gave him power to, to preach the gospel, uh, it, it drove out demons and, and helped him perform many miracles. You know, the Spirit was there even when he died on the cross. And the same Spirit raised him from the dead. And we see that nothing, not one thing in Jesus' life took place without the Holy Spirit. And if Jesus needed to rely on it, I, I would say we probably need to as well, amen? You know, I think not one miracle, you, you know, his birth, his ministry, his sermons, his death, not one thing did Jesus do without the Spirit. And I think he was, he was obviously completely dependent on the Spirit within him. And, and I think about Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, it says, uh, you know, that he was tempted in every way, just as we are, but he did not sin, right? And I wonder, how much did the Spirit play a role 
uh, in Jesus being able to live a sinless life. You know, I'm convinced that the indwelling of the Spirit is something we've got to be meditating on much more, brothers and sisters. You know, I've, um, I've often uh, equated the, uh, the Spirit of God when I'm talking to someone else about the Spirit. Usually I use the illustration of, of like a hotline, right? Like a, a direct line between you and God. And, uh, you know, I- anytime you need, hey, the Spirit is there to, to connect you to God. And I think it's a, it's a pretty good illustration. Um, but, but I think it totally downplays the power of the Spirit being within us. Because talking with someone on the phone is nice, right? But it's nothing compared to being face-to-face, right? You know, imagine uh, I had my relationship with my wife. Uh, we only talked on the phone, right? All our communication happened right on the phone. Um, you know, the phone, again, phones today are, are pretty cool. Uh, you, can, you can call, you can text, um, you can send pictures, uh, right? You can even do FaceTime, right? Where you can, it's almost like if, if I limited my relationship with my wife to the phone, um, that would not be a good relationship, right? Uh, it would definitely fall short uh, of, of a, uh, a godly marriage, that's for sure. Let's turn over to, uh, to Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. You know, I think uh, when it comes to uh, our relationship with the Spirit, uh, it's crucial for us to, to have uh, a deep relationship with the Word of God, uh, but, but it can't stop there. Okay, let me say that again. It's crucial for us to, to have a relationship with God's Word, uh, but our Christianity can't stop there. In Romans chapter 7, verse 6, uh, towards the end of verse 6, it says, Now we can serve God, not only the way of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way of living in the Spirit. And, and I read this verse because, uh, again, following God's Word is crucial. Following God's word it is awesome. It brings so many blessings to our life. Uh, but if we're merely having a relationship uh, with, with the pages and, and the words in front of us, uh, we're missing God on a whole nother level. And, and just like if I'm communicating with my wife only on the phone, uh, there are so many things I'm going to miss. You know, uh, Arguments are a lot easier, it seems like, to happen on the phone uh, than they are in person, or especially text messages, right? You read a text message, and, uh, and that could mean anything, right? Uh, that could be taken anyway. But there's something about being up close and personal um, that, that if we're simply, you know, reading our words and, and doing what it says, I, I feel like we're getting there, uh, but we still got a little ways to go, Right? Because, because he says, hey, there's this new way of living in the Spirit. And, and I'm not sure about you, but I can get so caught up just obeying the Word, right? Um, I can get so caught up in, in, in making a checklist, right? Making sure I'm doing everything right. 
um, that we forget about the relationship. And I think if your communication with God only takes place with the words on the page, uh, the intimacy with the Spirit is totally lost. You know, I think on the other hand, um, simply because I I live with my wife, right, I I see her every day, uh, doesn't mean we have an awesome relationship, right? Um, Just because uh, we, we spend all day together, um, you, you know, we could, uh, we could see each other throughout the day, you know, sit across the, the dinner table from each other. Uh, we could lay down next to each other at night. Uh, but if we're not communicating with each other, um, really, that's no relationship at all. You know, I think uh, you can be around someone all the time, uh, but still not connect with them, Right? And, and if no feelings, right, or no emotions are shared, then there is no relationship. You know, imagine how sad that would be, right? If, if you lived with someone, um, but you never communicated with them at all. Um, is that your relationship with the Spirit? Is that your relationship with the Spirit? Because he's with you, right? He's there inside of you. But are you communicating with him? Again, I think the Spirit is with us every day, right? How often you you think about it um, or or not, it's with you. Uh, Are you saying hello? Um, Are you sharing with with how you're feeling, right? When you're overwhelmed with with work or with school, are you letting the Spirit know? Uh, Are you talking about it? Right when uh, when when there's an issue that you're dealing with, uh, you know, maybe in your marriage or or with your kids, um, are you going to to the spirit for some comfort and for some advice? You guys with me this morning? Um, You know, I think there's a uh, there's another thing uh, with uh, with uh, millennials nowadays. It's called relationship goals, right? Um, I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about. Relationship goals, right? Um, if you don't, go on uh, Instagram or Twitter, uh, you'll find it somewhere. But, um, but, you know, you see it a lot, you know, somebody posts a, a picture on, on Instagram and, uh, and somebody puts up the, the hashtag relationship goals, right? And, uh, and it's when, you know, you, you see something in, in someone else's life, right? Uh, you, you see another couple and, and their relationship uh, and you want to be where they are, right? Uh, maybe you see Erin uh, Chavez uh, post a picture of her date, uh, and you turn to your husband, hey, why can't you be more like Marty, right? Um, right? Relationship goals. And, uh, you know, I think uh, this can be our mindset, uh, always wanting to be at the next level, Right? Uh, if I'm single, I want to be dating, right? If I'm dating, I want to be married. If I'm married, I want to have kids, right? Always looking, and then we all want to, to end up like, like in the notebook, right? Where, you know, we die in each other's arms. Um, you know, I think uh, it, it can create this, this attitude. And, you know, again, admiring someone else's relationship isn't, uh, isn't bad. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, I think it can create this this discontentment, though. 
And, um, and, and the, the truth is, is like, man, relationships get to that level. Uh, it, it takes work, right? Um, and, uh, and I'll say as well, just because you put a picture out there uh, doesn't mean everything's really all that great. Um, so Aaron, Aaron didn't put what was happening at home. So I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but, but really, you know, we can, um, we can get this, this thought of, of discontentment in our minds, right? Um, but, but what does it take to, to get to that ideal relationship? And, uh, and we can do the same thing with the Spirit, right? We, we see someone else, and, and we see the relationship with God, um, and, and we admire that, right? Um, and, and I think, man, I think about uh, our, our elders, and, and I look up to them in, in so many ways that, wow, I want to, to have, have a marriage, have a family like that, have a relationship with God the, the way they do. And, and uh, we can look at people and say, uh, you know, I wish I was filled with the Spirit like that, right? Or, or I wish I didn't struggle with sin like this person. Or, or I wish I had a, a, a better prayer life like that person. I wish I knew my Bible like that, right? And, and many of us can see other people's relationships with God. Um, but are we doing what it takes to get there, right? Are we connecting with the Spirit the way we need to uh, in order to get to that spot? Are uh, you still there in John 14? We're, uh, we're going to go back up to verse 1. And uh, the second point this morning uh, I've got two points. The second one is the spirit within desires to bring you peace, right? The spirit within desires to bring you peace, right? It wants this divine intimacy with us, uh, and it wants to bring peace to our lives. In f- uh, chapter 14, verse 1, it says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. He says, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you. I'm going to, perpl- uh, if that were not so, would I not have, or would I have told you that I'm going to pr- prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me uh, that you also may be where I am. You guys forgive me. I'm having a hard time getting through it this morning, right? Um, uh, Jesus is going to prepare a place for him, right? That's what he's trying to say. Hey, he says, don't be troubled, right? I- I'm going to, to have a spot for you to stay in my father's house. Um, and again, so, he, so again, he desires this intimacy with us. You know, he, he wants to take us to be with him. And, um, and, and again, while he was still with them, he showed this deep concern about them, right? He didn't want them to be troubled. Uh, he says, yeah, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And, and it kind of gives us this picture uh, of, of a husband and wife, right, uh, of Jesus and his church. He says, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to go prepare a place for you, and then I'm going to bring you to live with me. And uh, it reminds me of... Um, Jamal and, uh, and Risa. Where's Jamal and Risa at? Um, Jamal and Risa, they're getting married here in a couple weeks. Um, very exciting. 
Um, and uh, Jamal just moved into uh, their apartment where, uh, where they're going to be uh, when they're get, uh, they get married. And um, uh, so he's getting things kind of situated. And again, you get this picture of, uh, of Christ in the church and Jamal getting the spot ready for, for his bride to come move in. And uh, so that's exciting. Yeah, it reminded me of, um, of when I first got married. And, um, you know, the week before I, I moved into uh, to our apartment and I uh, was trying to get things ready, get things situated. Uh, one of the things I had to do was, um, you know, you, you move in a washer and dryer to, uh, to the new spot. And uh, some dryer connections have a four prong, right? Some have a three prong, right? You guys with me? Um, so, uh, so her dryer, uh, you know, she, she had the dryer and, and we moved it in. And uh, her, the, the cord was a three prong. The outlet was a four prong. So, um, so I had to change it out, right? So I'm like, okay, first opportunity to, uh, you know, show, show what I got, show my stuff, right? Um, be, be Mr. Fix-It. And um, so, uh, so I go, go to the store, get the, uh, get the new cord to, uh, to switch out there. And um, so, I, so I take the old cord off the dryer, and I'm getting ready to put the new cord on. And um, the, it occurred to me, I'm like, oh, okay, you know what, before I put this on, I got to make sure it's the right one, right? Make sure it fits. Um, so, so I take the cord and naturally I, I plug it into the wall, right? Um, and uh, some of you guys are like, some of you know what I'm talking about, some of you. So, uh, so I had the other end in my hand and uh, when I plugged it in, uh, everything went black. Um, and, uh, and I'm lucky I didn't die, honestly. Um, so, uh, so plugged it in. Uh, luckily, again, I blacked out and, and the, the breaker tripped off. Um, so that was a good thing. But, um, you know, even, uh, even though it's painful sometimes, uh, right, uh, the, the encouragement is, 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 hey, God wants to prepare a place for us, right? Um, <laughs> He, he, uh, he, he doesn't, you know, I didn't tell, when did I tell you about that? Did I tell you? I didn't tell you until like later, right? Because I didn't want her to, to worry about it, right? Right? Do not be troubled, right? Uh, don't worry about it. I got things set. Let's keep reading. Uh, let's jump down to, uh, to verse 23. Verse 23. And... Um, <laughs> Verse 23, it says, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. You know, how comforting is that to hear? I will come and make my home with them. So Jesus is saying, hey, you do my will. Um, you know, me and my father will, will love you, and we will come and make our home with you, right? Jesus says, we're, we're moving in. Um, and and uh, I think it's interesting, right? They, they don't want to, you know, Jesus doesn't just want to, to visit on occasion, right? Uh, as much as we may just want him to visit on occasion, um, he says, no, I, I want to take up residence with you, right? I, I want to be within you, uh, and I want to be there permanently. And so not only is, is again, he preparing a place uh, for, for us to live in God's house, but he says, in the meantime, I'm going to come and stay with you, right? 
uh, you don't have to be there alone, right? I'm going to come and be with you. Uh, and, and even though, uh, again, I think about it, I'm like, man, if I were, if I were Jesus, I would much rather uh, be up in heaven uh, than down here in, in these jacked up bodies, right? Um, but, uh, but he says, no, I would much rather come and be with you, right? Is that not amazing? Let's keep going in verse uh, 25. It says, all this have I have spoken while still with you. It says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of what I have said. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You know, again, the Holy Spirit desires to bring peace to our lives. How many of us have ever experienced stress? Right? Um, stress uh, is, is a part of our lives, for sure. And, um, you know, I think sometimes, uh, you know, some of us can feel like we're just hanging on by a thread spiritually. Um, honestly, right? I, I think all of us have probably been there at, at one time or another. Like, I'm just, I'm just trying to hold on right? Um, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm here today, right? And, uh, and, and I think we can get so fearful of, of whether or not we're going to be able to, to live our lives for Jesus, right? We, we get so fearful uh, of whether or not we're really going to be faithful to him. You know, I think we get insecure uh, about uh, whether or not he's proud of us. I think we can get insecure about uh, each and every day, what, what steps we're taking and, and the way we live. We get consumed and concerned uh, with, with if we're on the right path or not. Um, you know, I, I think we, we, we get so worried and overwhelmed uh, with are we making a difference, right? Um, am I going to be able to continue to change? Am I the only one that feels those things? You know, I, I, it, it's amazing. And, and so that's why the Spirit here is saying, hey, be at peace, right? Be at peace. When, when the persecutions come, be at peace, right? Uh, when, when you're um, put down for doing what's right, be at peace, right? When, when people don't want to hear the message you have to preach, hey, be at peace. You know, when trials come into your life and, and the car's breaking down, and the AC is going out, um, right? The Spirit says, be at peace. You know, when, I think when temptation comes your way, right? When, when uh, that, that guy cuts you off uh, and, and you want to say something you probably shouldn't say, right? Um, be at peace, right? Um, when, when your kids do something that, that maybe ticks you off a little bit, the Spirit says, hey, be at peace, right? Um, maybe when your, your spouse does something that uh, um, makes you a little upset, be at peace, right? We've got to be at peace and, and know it's taken care of, right? Uh, do not worry, right? Do not be troubled. Do not be afraid. The Spirit 
is within you. A little bit later, uh, John chapter 16, you know, this, this thought continues. John chapter 16, verse 13, it says, But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm skipping. Uh, go back up to, to verse 8. I'm sorry. I'm getting all lost in my notes. Here we go. Verse 8. It says, uh, when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. And, uh, and I think our tendency so often is to, to take it upon ourselves to, to prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment, right? Uh, and I think especially about sin, you know, so often uh, we take it upon ourselves to convict people of sin, right? Um, uh, again, whether it's our, our spouse, whether it's our kids, whether it's our, our friends, sometimes we take it upon ourselves to, to try and convict like, like we are the, the sin Nazi, right? So we've got to catch the sin and, and, and make sure. But again, he says, okay, be at peace, right? Do, do not take it upon yourself. The Spirit is at work, right? The Spirit is going to convict of sin. And, and I think we've got to be at peace knowing it's taken care of, right? We've got to be at peace knowing that the, that the Spirit is moving. You know, again, later in, in verse 13 there, I started reading it. It says, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. You know, I think uh, sometimes we, we, uh, we feel like we've got to find the truth ourselves, right? Um, like, man, I've got to do whatever it takes to, to find all the truth myself, right? So, so we're in our Bibles, which I think we should be, right? Um, but, but we get uh, so, so confident in our own spirituality um, that we don't allow the Spirit to, to, to guide us into truth, right? We feel like it's our own job to guide us into truth, uh, but instead the Spirit, again, is saying, hey, be at peace, right? I want to guide you into all truth. You, you got to let me work through you. Um, and I think that should put us at peace, knowing that the Spirit, hey, is, is going to be the one that works through us. You know, when, um, w- when we're driving, um, I usually count on my wife to, uh, to, to give me directions. Um, and uh, sometimes that's a good thing, um, sometimes not so good, right? So, so uh, I mean, just the other day, um, just the other day, what, Friday, we, uh, we, we were about to miss a turn. And, uh, uh, and so, man, I, I get upset, right? Um, and, and I get frustrated because I'm like, sweetheart, uh, you're supposed to give me the directions to, to, to make sure we get there safely. And, uh, and I think, you know, whenever you miss a turn, uh, you know, again, for, for me, maybe I'm the only one, but it's easy for me to get frustrated, right? Uh, it's easy to get a little upset. But, um, but you know, uh, she's always got her GPS on. And so if you miss a turn, what does the GPS say? Recalculating, right? Recalculating. And, uh, you know, I, I love that, that soft, calming voice, right, that says, recalculating, right, it's not a big deal, right, I'm going to get you there, um, d- don't worry about it, and, and I think the spirit is that soft, calming voice we need to hear, right, 
when, when, when we get off track, the, the Spirit's just saying, hey, I, I'm going to get you back on the right track, right? And so maybe, maybe you feel lost right now, um, right? Maybe you feel like you, you've taken a wrong turn. Um, and I think some of us probably have. But the Spirit is saying, hey, recalculating, right? We're, we're going to get you there. We're, we're going to get you back on the right track. And, and so I think no matter what comes our way, we've got to listen to that voice, right? I think when you get, when you get angry with your kids, right? When you get angry with your roommate uh, for not doing the dishes, right? Recalculating. You know, when you're struggling with your purity, recalculating. You know, when you said something you shouldn't have, recalculating. When you're keeping sin hidden, recalculating. When, when you haven't been praying or, or you haven't been reading your Bible, recalculating. You know, when you've been selfish or, or greedy with what God's given you, recalculating. If you haven't been uh, committed to the body or, or you haven't been sharing your faith, recalculating. You know, maybe you got a water leak at the house. Recalculating. You know, maybe uh, the transmission's out on your car. Maybe, maybe you can't find a job. Recalculating. Maybe you're tired of being single. Recalculating. You know, maybe, uh, maybe you're having a hard time getting pregnant. Recalculating. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Recalculating. That soft, calming voice. The Spirit is within you. God is right there with you. Do not be overwhelmed. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. God is recalculating to bring you to your destination. You know, I want to, uh, to close with a little illustration. Um, these are gloves, right? And, um, you know, gloves can be very useful, right? Um, but, uh, but this glove cannot pick up anything on its own, right? Um, you know, I, I, can, I can try and text somebody with, uh, with this glove, uh, but but it's not going to work. Why is that? <laughs> There's no hand in it, right? But, but it's amazing, um, you know, when, when you put a hand in a glove, it's amazing how much it can do, right? Um, it, it's amazing uh, how productive the glove can be when, when the hand is within it, right? Otherwise, it's pointless, right? Um, I could bring up somebody and, you know, slap them around with the glove. Uh, this is going to feel a lot better than this is, right? But, um, but yeah, w without a hand in it, the, the glove is, is pointless. It, it can't do too much. And, and that right there, that's, that's your, your body, right? Um, and, and without the spirit, um, there's not too much we can do. Um, right, but, but, when, but when we remember the Spirit's within us, right, and we've got this, this intimate relationship with the Spirit, uh, the Spirit fills us and gives us meaning, 
right? It gives us purpose, right? It, it puts us on the right track and makes our lives useful. And I remind you that this morning because, again, throughout this next week, it can be easy to go on our way, continuing to, to do what we've been doing, uh, and really not remember that the Spirit is within us, that God is with you each and every step of the way. And, and, and so I call you this week to, to just dwell on that. Each morning when you wake up, to, to remember, hey, the Spirit is within you, right? Um, it, each day on, on your way to work, uh, again, when that guy cuts you off, the Spirit is within you, right? Well, when you come back home and, and, and your kid uh, does something that, that makes you a little upset, the Spirit is within you. Amen? Amen. Let's close in prayer.